0: 1 Samuel 17, being bold and courageous when facing the giants in your life. Here we have another famous Bible story, David and Goliath. The name Goliath today signifies any giant thing, problem, or issue that we may face in our lives. David is the underdog facing this huge colossus of a man, the the Philistines' champion, or is he? Let's dig in. And you got to click on over to my blog because I have a picture that I took over the weekend in our trip to Route 66. Um, It's a giant head. Just thought it was appropriate and a little fun to throw in here. It's called Giganticus Hedicus. And it's actually sitting at mile marker 75 on historic Route 66 in northern Arizona. So just click on over to my blog and check this thing out. Anyway, here we go. The Philistines now mustered their army for battle and camped between Soko in Judah and Ashke Ash-ka at All right, Saul encountered uh, Saul countered by gathering his Israelites' troops near the valley of Elah. So the Philistines and Israelites faced each other on opposite hills with the valley between them. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg armor and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder The shaft of his spear was as heavy and thick as a weaver's beam tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. His armor bearer walked ahead of him, carrying a shield. Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight? He called. I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come out here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. Now, David was the son of a man named Jesse, an Ephrathite from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. Jesse was an old man at the time, and he had eight sons. Jesse's three oldest sons, Eliab, Abinadab, and Shemaiah, had already joined Saul's army to fight the Philistines. David was the youngest son. David's three oldest brothers stayed with Saul's army, but David went back and forth so he could help his father with the sheep in Bethlehem. For 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistine champion strutted in front of the Israelite army. One day, Jesse said to David, take this basket of roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brothers and give these 10 cuts of cheese to their captain." See how your brothers are getting along and bring back a report on how they are doing. David's brothers were with Saul and the Israelite army at the Valley of Elah fighting against the Philistines. So David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early the next morning with the gifts, as Jesse had directed him. He arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries. Soon the Israelite and Philistine forces stood facing each other, army against army. David left his things with the keeper of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he was talking to them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout his usual taunt to the army of Israel. As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fear. Right. have you seen the giant the men ask he comes out each day to defy israel the king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him he will give that man one of his daughters for a wife and the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes not a bad deal David asked the soldiers standing nearby, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? And these men gave David the same reply. They said, yes, that is the reward for killing him. But when David's oldest brother, Eliab, heard David talking to the men he was angry what are you doing around here anyway he demanded what about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of I know about your pride and deceit you just want to see the battle what have I done now David replied I was only asking a question he walked over to some others and asked them the same thing and received the same answer then David's question was reported to King Saul and the king sent for him Don't worry about this, Philistine, David told told Saul. I'll go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly when You're only a boy. And he's been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. He said, when a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears and I'll do this I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too for he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead. And may the Lord be with you. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the sword over it, and took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such things before. I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off again, and he picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his shepherd's bag, then armed only with his shepherd's staff, And sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog, he roared at David, that you come at me with a stick? He cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here and I'll give you your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with sword, spear and javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today, the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give it to us. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him, reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone. He hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in, and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath. David used it to kill him and cut off his head. Wow. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah gave a great shout of triumph and rushed after the Philistines, chasing them as far as Gath and the gates of Ekron. The bodies of the dead and wounded Philistines were strewn all along the road from Sharariam as far as Gath and Ekron. Then the Israelite army returned and plundered the deserted Philistine camp. David took the Philistine's head to Jerusalem, but he stored the man's armor in his own tent. As Saul watched David go out to fight the Philistine, he asked Abner, the commander of his army, Abner, whose son is this young man? I really don't know, Abner declared. We'll find out who he is, the king told him. As soon as David returned from killing Goliath, Abner brought him to Saul with the Philistine's head still in his hand. Tell me about your father, young man, Saul said. And David replied, his name is Jesse, and we live in Bethlehem. Wow, what a story. Well, the year is 1024 BC. King Saul was a coward, terrified and deeply shaken. This whole army was. Remember, God had taken his spirit from him because of his disobedience. Without God's spirit, we are nothing. For 40 days, Goliath taunted the Israelites. Where else have we seen 40 days? Well, in Genesis, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights when God flooded the earth. In Exodus, both times that Moses went up um, to Mount Sinai to talk to God, he was gone for 40 days. In Numbers, the 12 Israelite scouts were exploring the promised land for 40 days. Jesus was in the wilderness, taunted by Satan for 40 days. And you can uh, read that in the Gospels of, of Luke and Matthew. And I've got links in my blog and also links for the other stories. And we'll see 40 days again and again as we go through the Old Testament. Why 40 days? Well, God tested the patience of the people. Noah had to have patience. There was nothing he could do but sit in the ark and take care of the zoo. The Hebrews didn't have a patience as they waited for Moses to come down from the mountain and they went and created their own fake God. When the Israelite scouts came back, instead of trusting that God would protect them and fight their battles, 10 out of the 12 managed to convince the people that the giants in the land were too big for them to fight. Ha ha. When Jesus is tempted, he was being tested just like we are tempted and tested every day. Gratefully, he did not succumb to the temptations of the devil, and we need to call on the strength of his spirit to help us when we are tempted. So here comes David, a kid sent by his father with food for his older brothers who are waiting there along with King Saul. For what? For what? For one man to stand up and say, I'm going to fight, and here comes this boy. But again, we see the hand of God in this. There are no coincidences. Remember, obviously the Israelite army was out there for such a long time. They had to be hungry. To Saul, David was just a kid who played the harp and soothed his troubled soul. This kid had the courage and boldness to face the giant that had Saul and his entire army paralyzed. David used what God gave him, his experience fighting off wild animals, protecting his father's sheep, which goes to show that when we have trials and have to deal with stuff, we are in training for something bigger. Courage to face any adversity and the power of the Holy Spirit. And we read in the book of Isaiah in chapter 40, starting in verse 28. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not go weary. They will walk and not faint. The battle and the victory belongs to the Lord. And in Proverbs 21, we read, Verse 31, the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. We don't win our daily battles through our own efforts, especially the battle that we have against sin, death, and hell. Friend, that's where we are all headed if we try to do everything by ourselves. On the other hand, if we put our trust in Jesus Christ, who already fought and won the battle against sin, death, and hell by his death and glorious resurrection— We too become conquerors and overcomers. He is our king who fought on our behalf, just like David fought on behalf of Saul and the Israelites. He defeated our greatest enemy, Satan. Jesus provides victory for his chosen people. Are you part of his chosen people? You're not sure if you're saved or not. If you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way nonstop ticket to heaven and that you won't be left behind at the rapture. What you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, click on over to my blog or there's a prayer in the show notes. Uh, On my blog, go to where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart. They are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20 to 22, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it, and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.